Channel14.com presents A Jobber Talk Special Episode This is Tales from the MCS This is the third episode of Tales from the MCS, a Jobber Talk special. The first part will still piggyback on the first two episodes that featured PWR at MCS from 2014 to 2015 and DMWF during the year 2017. We have our good friend Michael Bueza, aka Buezi, talking about how the MCS arena was a good stage to test out both PWR and MWF to see if they can take live wrestling shows here in the local scene. Siguro, it's good that MCS played host to the beginnings of MWF and PWR. Kasi parang, para siyang, yun yung stomping grounds, kumbaga, na experimental pa to. Parang aware tayo lahat na lahat to simula pa lang. So parang, nabuo doon yung idea na kahit ano pwede pa mangyari sa simula. Kasi parang, di ba, it, it's a mix of parang it's not too yung masyadong pangit. I mean, yung venue-wise, ha? hindi siya masyadong pangit na parang, ah! Di ba? Pati hindi rin siya yung ganun kaganda na parang it's right in the middle of setting expectations lang muna na parang o oh, simula pa lang naman sila. So at least you could give it some slack muna na parang ano gagawin nila, how would they work around it, and how would they, how would they parang sa tingin ba natin, hanggang dito na lang ba sila? Parang syempre, from our, from our end, as an audience, masasana sa iba naman. Kasi <laughs> alam naman yung MCS, di ba? Na wala masyado, wala masyado ventilation, tapos yung pagpunta doon, medyo weird, medyo eerie, Kasi parang, ay, may ano pala dito. May gym pala dito sa loob ng mall. Tapos parang, tsaka yung mismong readiness ng venue, like, hindi naman sa wrestling ring, boxing ring siya. So parang hirap panoorin yung matches minsan. And on both promotions, ha, MWF and PWR, kasi parang magbabounce sila sa ropes, parang medyo, oh, no, yes. oh di ba? Ang hirap panoorin. Tapos yung top rope moves nila. Mm, Oo. Oh. Tsaka wala ka may kita. Yung mga rebound, rebound. Tsaka yung mga over the top na bouncing from top rope to ano. So wala pang ganong nakabawas dun sa experience siguro yun, na parang wala masyadong lucha stuff na nangyari kasi hindi ka maka-go through the ropes in the first place eh. <laughs> di ba? So parang, kahit, pero kahit papano, you'll see in hindsight, buti nag-survive sila. MWF and even PWR, buti nag-survive sila in MCS kasi parang doon malalaman kung yun yung pinakaunang test for them na kaya ba nilang mag-stage ng shows even in that venue, even in that scenario. Kaya ba nila ng audience? We have asked this question in the previous episodes of Tales from the MCS. So I had to ask my friend John about this. What word does he describe the MCS arena as? You'd be surprised as to what he would choose. Or maybe not. When I think of Makati Cinema Square uh, in terms of what it meant to the Philippine wrestling, Makati Cinema Square was Pugadlawin. Like the the Pugadlawin in Philippine history, which was the, the birthplace of 
the Philippine Revolution. MCS was the birthplace of Philippine wrestling, essentially, or the rebirth place of Philippine wrestling, away from from the eighties and the old the old guard. But yeah, the uh, modern Philippine independent wrestling started at MCS. So it was a revolution at that time. So PWR uh, called itself a revolution appropriately at that time. And if you examine the name, Pugad Lao, it's a nest, uh, a Pugad. Uh, so MCS was not just a birthplace of Philippine wrestling or the Philippine wrestling revolution, but it was also an incubator. All Every new promotion that came out over the last five years, except for one, I think, came out of MCS. Uh, uh, it was the underground, the incubation, the incubator. And out of that small nest came uh, a growing, forming Philippine wrestling scene. So Philippine wrestling owes a lot to MCS. Now, aside from the term he used to describe MCS Arena as Pugad Lawin, I, I couldn't help but be struck or take note of what he said about owing something. Well, the first five minutes of this episode, the one you've heard, that's it. That's all you need to hear. Because that's the only thing that I bet would supplement the first two episodes of Tales from the MCS. Because right now, let's steer this conversation to me. Because if you are listening to this episode right now, not only is this the third and final installment of the Tales from the MCS special of Jobber Talk, but yes, this is the final episode of Jobber Talk in channel14.com. And I have to say, I would like to make this as the last one because I do want to talk about my personal experiences of the MCS arena, my personal experiences of those shows that I've seen there. I mean, I thought it would be done like talking to my friends, talking to the wrestlers, talking to the people who were there in those two eras. But each and every time I talk to them about it, I hear their stories, I hear their experiences, how they feel what MCS was. I get to ask myself this question. How about you, Martin? What do you think about this? Why are you holding back? Because maybe I know when I start talking about this in this show, I'm already gone. Not gone as in dead, but, you know, gone as in not only in this country, but maybe as part of the audience for the next few years. And it sucks. But that's life, man. No, before I go, before I put this episode and this series, this podcast to a close, how about let's talk about that? And let's talk about like a couple of moments that stood out. The first show, which was Renaissance in 2014. My God, my favorite moments there were like the first Kanto Chaos Classic where Dean Nelson Jr. had Kanto Terror on the ground and everyone was chanting defense and it reverberated around the MCS arena. And let's talk about another moment 
back in the PWR era that I liked. That part where Mayhem Brannigan took off from the second floor balcony and onto the the sea of humanity, which happened to be his opponents and his partner and a couple of the young boys of PWR. And how about the people who I've met or who I reconnected with, who I started to bond with more when this era of professional wrestling started in the Philippines? I mean, I had the greatest time covering these events with John, with Hob, as all three of us were trying to take our own pictures around the MCS Arena. And then, speaking of which, you know, speaking of the second era of MCS, how about the friendships we've made? The people we've partnered with during that time, people who have been guests here. How about let's talk about the very first MWF show where I first met this guy called the mayor, Rolando Alejandro Zamora. And this was like a few moments before the show was starting. But yes, I digress. Let's let's talk about how that happened. How I met one of my favorite guests and friends, the mayor, Rolando Alejandro Zamora. So hey, uh, mayor, or should I say Yanks, still remember how we met? Well, I try my best to recall. Um, how would you put it this way? Uh, it was on the first MWF show, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, you were just beside, well, behind TDT and his girlfriend, who was behind me. We were talking, and then you introduced yourself, and I think we had a very animated discussion about your WWE books. Ah, yes, a handful of it. And that's where the first instances of uh, alliance and friendship that we have. And then later on, the Bayanihan shows, and the rest is history, which is, to me, that was very cool. And with you on Jabber Talk, I enjoy listening to most of uh, some of the episodes uh, from the reviews of the wrestling shows and one from the Naughty Boys and Mr. C, among others. And yeah, thank you for like, you know, being our friend here, being our mayor of the town. And it's yeah. going to be a man, it's going to be great to see you guys one day again. Man, MCS created a lot of friends just like this one just like your friendship also with the naughty boys that started here too. in uh, real life dahil naging batch 6 ko sila sa bootcamp kahit isang beses lang ako na-attend that's all but yeah speaking of that's all thank you very much mayor thank you very much too Martin and cheers and rock and roll baby cheers and rock and roll indeed and after that show you wouldn't have guessed who I met during a infamous or a very famous promo and i think we've talked about this at length with sunny yes the sunny go promo gave me the opportunity to meet a couple of my other friends in the podcasting scene jag and ant of kayfabe cafe back in 2017 we have not even met until that fateful day at the mcs arena because someone had that promo you know what let's let's go to that right now so it was June 10, 2017. MWF presents Republica at the MCS Arena. And just so happens, I think this is the first time we formally met each other, guys. Yeah. Hey, Ant. Hey, Jag. Hey. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Martin. Hey, Martin. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's a funny story. So basically, um, Republica started out with 
Sunny goes, oh. Yeah, he was doing this whole magic wand promo. I wasn't here, but that's how Ant was saying, uh, saying it. I, I was in the, um, I was driving, I was calling Ant, hey man, I'm still on the road, um, uh, traffic lang, cause it was, because, you know, Makati traffic on, even on a Saturday is really, really not good. So I, it, I tell him, um, so I'm gonna be late. He said, oh, it's okay. Sonny's still talking. He's talking that the, ma- like the mic is a magic wand and stuff. I don't, and I don't know. I don't know the rest from there. But what happened was I, I was able to make it onto the show just before the first match. And then, um, and in the meantime, Ant did post a picture from his seat saying that we're live at the, uh, we're at Republica for a show. And you happened to see the, po- the, the post. You, you were, you were actually the first one who liked the post. And then I, and then I said, stop. Yeah, you messaged, like, uh, you messaged us and then you turned your head back. Are you kayfabe, Kathy? <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, Martin? <laughs> yes. That, yeah, nice to meet you. That, that was the first time that all of us met. So it, it was a great moment. Thanks thanks to Sunigo. Actually, yeah, because you did meet just me. Yeah. By that time after the promo, John made yeah, it for John. the first match. Yeah, yeah. met John, but uh, formally had a long conversation with him. Like... I think a few shows after. <laughs> yeah. We too, right? Yeah. Uh, we just hit it off like APCC 2017 yeah. after the fateful Sunigo promo. Uh. So indirectly, yes, it was long. Yes, it might not have made sense. But Sunny, on behalf of myself. Uh, in behalf of me and... And Jag. Thank you, Sunigo. Them who, who knew our friendship spurred thanks to Sunigo. So Sunny, we love you, man. This is... Nothing but love. Nothing but love. Nothing, no, nothing but love, respect, because you brought three friends together. And not just because we're the mic, but because of a magic wand. And speaking of thank you, uh, Jag, and thank you as well for letting me, you know, do a lot of BS with you guys in Kayfabe Cafe, from the invasion, from mayor, from, I don't know, from maybe something soon. Yeah. Don't worry, man. No, we love you here, and we consider you a brother, so... Anytime that we can collaborate, we love it. Uh, thank you very much, then, Martin, for uh, um, being part of the Kayfabe Cafe community. Like you're always one of the first ones to interact with our shows, our our posts, and oh man, you're one of our biggest supporters ever. So we can't thank you enough. I think that's pretty much the concept. I mean, dude, you've been helping us out for. Uh, ever since, uh, ever since we start, we kept the podcast rolling, and everything, every post you've been, uh, you've been very, you've been there. Remember the PWR, the, fir- the our first PWR episode that Ant wasn't around. Um, yeah, you message, uh, you were com- you were commenting, you were sharing these things, okay. and. And many, many other stuff that, um, all, it, all the ridiculous things we post, the memes, the posts, um, the balls that were on fire. Yes. Everything. Everything. But yeah, it's just weird how this started because of a picture inside MCS Arena. Yeah. Yes. And, so and go. yeah, and Sunny so Go, but Jesus Christ, I'm going to miss MCS. Yeah. I mean, it's the unofficial, unofficial mecca of. Philippine Pro Wrestling. Um, the one thing I miss about MCS is how how the vibe gives the... I, I love how nitty and gritty it looks. 
like, you can feel that people are going there really for the wrestling, not because they feel comfortable or anything. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very much. Oh. That was, yeah, that was like every, everybody's first um, show there, the MCS Arena. I, my first witness to MWF was there, the birthing place, basically. And, yeah, and I think... <laughs> I think... Oh, man, don't cry, man. Don't cry, buddy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crying. You're crying. If you cry, I'm going to have LJS laser you. LSJ, um, you know what? Let's not even mention the name <laughs> under threat of being laser. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, I, I think this is it. Um, thank you, MCS, indirectly, yeah? Thanks so thank much, you. MCS. Thank you so much. You know, looking back at these interviews with the mayor and the guys from Kayfabe Cafe, I kind of feel bad that I didn't get to meet Buezi again for a second go-through and we talk about more MCS stuff and how we met. Because I actually met him through another guy from Rappler back then. His name was Ryan Songolia. And he had a friend named Patrick. And at one show, at one show at the MCS Arena, I'm not making this up, Patrick and Ryan had a stroller filled with beer. And I'm not done yet. They were wearing Hawaiian t-shirts at Renaissance 2015. And they were like beside us. So half of the time we were like taking pictures, watching the show and... Sometimes I see Patrick and my friend John like talking about either boxing or some politics. And it was kind of nice that night. It kind of reminded me that time when the NWO did that too. Like hauling Nas with the uh, Hawaiian shirts and the beer. That was a cool callback. And speaking of Ryan, damn, I really hope I had that chance to meet him in January. But, you know, schedule conflicts and work. And of course, yes, I can hashtag blame it on the villain. Hello, Pepper. Hello, Michael. Hello, everyone. But, you know, I digress. Let's go back to another point in that show. Like I said, aside from the very first Renaissance, the second Renaissance was also one of my favorite shows, man, because it had the match between John Sebastian and Bombay Suarez. And we've talked about it a lot in the first episode here in MCS Arena. And, you know, I really miss that magic the MCS brought so much that back in 2016, it was me and John talking about the first two years of PWR and half of them were at the MCS arena. And speaking of John, how about let's do a callback. And since apparently uh, Channel 14 wants me to have this weird exit interview. I called John and asked him a favor as the CH14 executives would want him to conduct the interview since we're both near each other. So here's John and here's myself. And yes, there were roosters crowing during the interview. Alright, um, well this is kind of new. I'll be the one being asked. Hey John, thanks for having me. Hey Martin, welcome to your own podcast. Uh, Alright, so uh, since uh, you've already mentioned that uh, this is going to be the final episode of Jobber Talk, 
in the spirit of things closing down, uh, have you been to Makati Cinema Square after it closed down? As in the arena? Yeah, yeah, the arena. Yeah. No. Actually, no. That's... You know, maybe... Maybe I'll, I'll go there soon. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I've, I've been there. Uh, it's still... There's a, a cinema there uh, that, that remains untouched. And, uh, but the actual arena, it's now an SSS office. You wouldn't recognize it, man. And he was right. I know I should not be interrupting my own interview, but he was damn right. A few hours after this interview, I did go to MCS. It was Chinese New Year. Chanced upon Makati Cinema Square and I checked it out. What greeted me was the SSS sign and when I turned right, there were two shops. One that was selling some jewelry and the other was selling some Japanese items. Now I wanted to go to the Japanese items and buy something. I mean, it had Super Sentai and some Kamen Rider but never had that Ranger key. And when I tried to look at the wall where the curtains once were, I had to think about it. I had to think to myself, even now, even now that it's closed down, can't even reach it, can't even see what's in those walls anymore, because it's blocked. Maybe there's a pathway there through the SSS office, I don't know, who knows, whatever. But that was a Saturday, that was Chinese New Year, and man, that was depressing. So damn depressing. But you know what? Because a lot of my memories were there. A lot of everyone's memories were there. The ones who I talked to. The ones who were there with me watching it. And now it's just a wall. Can't even reach it. That was it. Anyway, let's let's go back to the interview. Alright, so since MCS has closed down and you've already been doing a, a series of tribute so far. Let's put you on the mic. What is your favorite MCS moment? Oh, that would be like the first MCS show, like PWR. Sadly, you weren't there with me, but it was the Kanto Chaos Classic with Kanto Terror, your favorite uh, PWR guy at that time, taking on Nelson Jr. and Epitaph. And at one point, when Nelson Jr. got Kanto Terror in that chin lock, Everyone in the arena was chanting, defense, defense, you know, that thing, yeah, pretty fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was your uh, favorite moment. What was the most frustrating event to cover at MCS? I think that would be the first MWF show. I think you know why. Uh, first, there was a long startup and then there was a long break that we didn't know would last 20 minutes. Had we known, I, I'm pretty sure we could have had KFC, you know, in between instead of, uh, you know, just waiting there with a shop out and some nice orange juice. But I'm not complaining about that. Shop out was good. Now that uh, MCS has obviously been very kind to Philippine wrestling, of all the post-MCS venues, oh, what... Oh no. What is your? What has been your favorite one for for wrestling in general, whatever promotion? 
Well, I think you know the obvious answer is going to be Unilab because after the shows, we can just walk home. I mean, Circuit, Power Mac, it's pretty nice. It's a good venue, Circuit Makati. But in the early days of Circuit Makati, what could we eat there? Aside from 7-Eleven, the rest was so freaking expensive. Uh, at least in Unilab, we walk out, there's Pioneer Center. There's like that weird, I don't know if it's still there, that food court thing across PC. And if not, we can just walk back to SM Light, grab some dinner before we head home. No, I never asked that to you, John. How about you? Uh, well, obviously, I also love the, the Unilab. Uh, I, think, uh, I think you already know my frustrations with Power Mac. Uh, really didn't have enough room to move around for a guy my size. And I remember always being asked to crouch down. Uh, and uh, iAcademy, well, just wasn't enough around it. And the, the scheduled times for, for the events were weird. It was very late. Uh, so yeah, overall, the best balance for me was, was Unilab. Uh, although in terms of atmosphere, I liked UP. UP, UP uh, by alumni. Yeah. yeah, by alumni. I mean, for me, that would be the second nicest thing post-MCS, but the MCS crowd was still electric, like mm. both eras. And I, for the special, like for a special thing, like the first time with PWR, all of us were like into it. It was like an underground thing. It was like it's the middle of the day, man. Why is there a why is there a rooster? Just yeah, seriously. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, MCS, both eras, PWR and the MWF era. MWF because half of them were fans, half of them were wrestlers watching the other wrestlers compete. That was fun. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of which, uh, any other questions though? Be right. Because we're recording right now at the first floor and the second floor would be the place where we record a lot before for the uh, flashback, huh? Yeah. Alright, uh, all right, so this is not part of the list, but since it is your last podcast anyway which is uh your favorite philippine wrestling promotion ah that's a good question well obviously my favorite philippine wrestling promotion would still be So, who is your favorite Philippine wrestler? Oh, that's easy. Coach Gus. Next question. <laughs> why Coach Gus? Why Coach Gus? <laughs> you don't have to get the reason why. <laughs> Just have to believe, man. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so, after Coach Gus, <laughs> who is the favorite wrestler? That you can uh, who's your favorite Philippine wrestler that you can actually uh, talk about in terms of why he's he or she is your second favorite? Well, they're actually a stable. I think it's the Naughty Boys. You no, know, the Trinidad Del Torres, the Evan Carlos, the Grab Camasis, the Gemmerlins, and formerly uh, Tutan. Now it's actually Kalinueva if you reach that part. The guy with a porn stash. Right. There's so much material. I think if. Everyone here back listens to Jobber talks. Some of them already made some appearances. Also, Coach Gus, come on, man. Uh, so, who was your favorite Jobber talk guest? 
Oh, I mean, outside my friend John. <laughs> yes, of course, John. <laughs> well, um, it's always an interesting episode when you have the mayor on Jabber Talk, especially when the damn chickens are still crowing at 3 p.m. Anyway. There's a lot of fighting roosters outside, so uh, like I think uh, some of the sabong chickens are, are still up, so yeah, don't worry about them. Yeah, yeah, it's not even Sunday, guys. Anyway, so where was I? Yeah, um, we're talking about the mayor, and uh, I'm pretty sure you heard him before this episode. Or you're hearing him in this episode. I don't know how the sequence is going to be. Anyway, yeah, it's always a nice experience getting to talk to him. It's quite the uh, feedback, quite the description of a match or a character. And I think you met him in person, so you know why it's very interesting. All right, other than uh, a guest analyst, uh, who's your favorite uh, Your favorite uh, industry personality to have on your show? Oh, God. Um, we only had him once in the show. And uh, you can't believe this, but it's going to be uh, Mr. C. Because outside the Philippine wrestling thing, outside wrestling, we actually got to geek out about Survivor and NBA. So that's something new in a Jobber Talk episode. And of course, our uh, equal love for uh, Rob has a podcast. And that never happens in a Jobber Talk episode outside myself. What is your favorite uh, Jobber Talk controversy? Oh, biggest controversy ever was like, who was the third man for Tree and Delator and Evan Carlo going into Revo X? And we had to like interview a certain guy called Macho Papi who had like this uh, thirst for vengeance against Rob and saying who was the third guy between the team of the YOLO twins that time. But sadly, it wouldn't be Macho Papi and he never got his fingerweight championship. So anyway, yeah, next question. So uh, what was the hardest... Jobber Talk episode to record? It has to be one of the episodes we recorded upstairs. Uh, I think it wasn't still MGT Studios. It was just like two laptops, one mic, and then downstairs the sawing was so hard. I think we were talking about an MCS episode like PWR Live or the first PWR show we covered for the website. So while we were talking we... I tried my best to, you know, take it out post-process, but to no avail. <laughs> you know, I'm not that good. We didn't have the powers of MGT Studios back in 2016. We had it, like, 2017 onwards. So, yeah, thank you, MGT Studios. We love you, Greg. And, again, we're at the Overmind. We're at the Hive. So, it's always a pleasure to be here. Maybe for one last time recording Jobber Talk from the episode, you know, it's kind of like a fitting end. We started talking about the MCS era here. We're ending talking about the MCS here as well. Among other things in this exit interview. Jobber Talk has covered a span of uh, how many years? That's about five years, right? Why did you start Jobber Talk? Well, it's pretty easy to answer that. I finally got a mic to record along with you guys. 
So I thought to myself, okay, so what else can I contribute to channel14.com? Hey, I like wrestling. How about that? How about wrestling? So at first, if you heard the first few episodes of Jobber Talk, it had nothing to do with the local scene. Not much to do with WWE or other stuff except certain jobbers. The first few episodes, like the Christmas creature or, you know, something like that. And then some random dribble about, oh, uh, here are my picks for the 2016 Royal Rumble. And since we're recording a few days before the Royal Rumble, I'm picking Zack Ryder to win the 2020 Royal Rumble. I, I'm pretty sure he will lose, though. And uh, from there, it evolved to us recalling the times of us covering PWR at the MCS to recording about MWF at MCS back 2017. It's been a wild ride, John. I'm blessed to have co-hosts like you, like uh, Migs, the mayor sometimes, you know, all that stuff. All right. So, yeah, it was uh, was fun uh, on my end. Too. I had fun whenever I was on Jobber Talk. Uh, it was good to be part of uh, the one of, one of the best podcasts for Philippine wrestling around. Uh, but why is it ending now, Martin? It's pretty simple. I'm moving abroad. I don't have the time to go here every month. Obviously, I won't have the money to go here every month just to watch a wrestling show, to talk about it the next few days. You could say, hey, how about you Skype there? Or like we, uh, you know, have someone else record. Well, yeah, that's true. But that's not how Jobber Talk is. Jobber Talk has its host. Jobber Talk has its format. It won't be the same. So let's just end it now. Because at least I have control of ending it right now instead of life forcing me to end it midway. And even I won't know that the last episode I would upload sometime in mid-2020 would be the last episode of Jobber Talk. So at least I know this episode is the final one because I decided it to be the final one. And it sucks because, think about it, like every art form has a way of taking out your stress or uh, letting you vent out your frustrations. Now, podcasting ain't an art form to some, but for me, it's like, it's like you expressing your opinions, expressing your emotions on a mic and uh, your views entirely. And that's how I felt when I was doing Jobber Talk. It's going to be sucky, though, man. I mean, after this final episode, will there be a Bodega Nights, a Third World Linux, a Third World Gaming afterwards? I wouldn't know. Maybe Third World Gaming, because, well, there's no local wrestling places near where I'm going to live. At least there's going to be video games, so you can still hear my voice, although not talking about wrestling, at Third World Gaming, because it's still a Third World country, last I checked Wikipedia. So yes, Jao, I can still do one of two podcasts, but not Jopper Talk. I'm sorry. This is it. This is the end. And uh, if there's any parting message for me right now, I wouldn't know. Maybe to those who are still active in the local scene, please continue to make your content because this scene may be small, but you know, there's a need to have more than one voice out there. All right, so that's it. Uh, that's the end of Jobber Talk. 
Martin is headed abroad. And uh, when will you be back? I don't think that's going to happen soon. All right, so Martin, what is your final message for, uh, to come out of Jobber Talk? Well, I am very happy and thankful for the local pro wrestling scene here in the Philippines because six years later, no, six years since the very first show at MCS Arena back in 2014, not only have I witnessed firsthand the rebirth of Philippine pro wrestling through two promotions at the MCS Arena, but I've met a new set of friends, a new part of my life. Because before that, I was just covering random restaurants or random pop culture thing in a certain website that talks about Metropolitan Manila. But when that happened, when PWR Renaissance 2014 happened, it opened the doors not only to covering that, but like I said, I met a lot of people there during the PWR era, not just there, but also the MWF era of the MCS Arena. And because of the fact that local pro wrestling exists here in the country, and because of the fact that I met those people, and I got to reconnect with friends by covering this scene starting from the MCS days, uh, it just made going through life easier. Life is hard. And back then, especially like certain years, God, it was just hard to live. But I was so happy that every month or every other month, I get to watch this live wrestling thing in this country. And now I'm, I'm walking away because work calls. Like I'm going to the next stage of my life. I am both excited and scared because this part of my life the Martin that watches local pro wrestling. The Martin that will podcast about local pro wrestling. That part of my life is over. I don't know if that's going to be replicated soon in like whatever country I'm going to. But part of me hopes that there will be something that will replace this kind of thing. That will replace this part of my life. Because I have no freaking clue what BS I'm gonna go through in the next few years outside the Philippines outside this outside watching this scene hanging out with you guys talking about it I don't know what kind of outlet I'm gonna have soon and I hope it's just as cool maybe no it's not the same because this scene that started at the MCS arena it made me join a community not only online but also offline where I get to meet these guys and gals and you know it's gonna be hard to replace that and I don't think it'll be replaced ever it's that unique on that note I would like to thank everyone who's been listening to Jobber Talk since the first episode or even just listening now and to those guys who have stuck around me since the very first episode that popped up here in channel 14 back in 2016 it's been what four years and so i can't even believe that jobber talk lasted a hundred episodes and now we're at episode 14 yeah 140 
Kind of symbolic because we're hosted by Channel 14. And the next episode, there will be zero new episodes. You know, uh, numerology aside, thank you for sticking true Jobber Talk. And I would also like to thank the guests that have appeared here in Jobber Talk and all the federations that allowed me to cover it either on that certain blog site or or those who approached me just so I can interview them or those I approached so I can get them on the show. And most of the time, yeah, we, we do meet up and, and we do make that episode. And I'm so thankful and happy for being part of this scene, being part of this community, you know, being part of the local pro wrestling family as a fan, as a podcaster, as whatever. I'm really going to miss this. I'm really going to miss all of you. I mean that. And maybe in a couple of years, I'll be back just to watch a, a, some local pro wrestling s show here in the Philippines if I do have the time. But I don't think that's going to happen in the next three or six years. And like us on Facebook. That's Jobber Talk. Follow us on Twitter. That's at CH14, all letters, no numbers. Check out our remaining shows. That's Third World Gaming, featuring Critical Index, Third World Linux, Bodega Knights, and Radio Norm. And that's it. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a song coming out here right now to end Jobber Talk. But before that happens, John, I would like to thank you for being a friend and for covering with me for the past five years. And also being a co-host in the early versions of Java. It's been a blast. Man. Yes, yeah, it has been a blast, Mark. All right, Java players out.
This is Chopper Talk. Signing out. Thank you.